0: We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon at to tell us your story. You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. My honor and privileged this morning to, to introduce my pastor, our leader. He is a husband, a father, a grandfather, but he is a pastor, and he is my pastor, and he leads our district. Would you welcome Pastor Ronnie as he comes to the pulpit this morning? Isn't it? And God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Bless you. Love man. Hey, good morning. Uh, Pastor, you could have just gone ahead and taken the service because um, uh, I know that um, there's a breakthrough coming for somebody in this house today, not tomorrow, not in the weeks to come, but. I believe I'm on assignment this morning. I never want to come to a place. I have, you can imagine, I've pastored, um, I've pastored uh, over 40 years, so it's not that I don't have a sermon. But I'm, uh, I'm not just in the sermon business, um, not just in the preaching business. Uh, I ask the Lord, what is it that you want to do this morning? Is there an assignment for somebody in the house? Certainly there is, uh, uh, you know, Jesus did his best work one-on-one. You agree with that? He certainly did. He took great pleasure in that. And so uh, usually every Sunday morning, we would have hundreds in the house at Russellville. And uh, invariably, uh, I would see God do something for one. Will you be that one today? Are you that one today? Um, I know that there is a word from the Lord today, and and though I do believe that there is a general word, there is an over-encompassing word, but I do believe for those who will receive it, there is a specific word just for you. And it amazed me at the first two songs that were sung. We were talking about breakthrough. And that's what I want to really, for a few moments, speak to you about today is a breakthrough. I want to take my remarks from the book of First Samuel, chapter number 1, um, I think most of you will be familiar with this particular story. You will be familiar with uh, the birth of Samuel. You'll be familiar with what brought about that birth. It it really is a woman that determined that she wasn't going to be satisfied with no. She's going to pray through because she got a breakthrough. Isn't that what we just said? And that was what was just said here. you are going to keep praying until we have a breakthrough. Uh, I want to give a specific word for somebody in this, this place uh, because it really relates to the story. But within the story, um, I, I think all of us could say that, boy, it's amazing how we want to have our rights Bless God, it's my right. Um, And I think we could all agree that Hannah was a precious woman of God, yet she was barren. We don't always understand, listen to me friend, you don't always understand why you're going through what you're going through, but if you can go through it, if you can stand the stretch, God will bring you through it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear any evil because thou art with me. So it's not, he didn't get you there to stay. He gets you there so you can get through it. And uh, we've been through a lot. Hang with me here. Do you understand that this generation that you're a part of have been through things that many other generations never been through? And I realize other generations have been through things we never went through. Uh, We went through something else this week. If you're below 70, you also now have witnessed the death of a monarch, the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Um, Regardless of what you think or the series that you've seen concerning the monarch, she was the head of the Church of England she had a passion for Jesus Christ. I just so happened to be in England a few years ago. Um, we were we were there on a layover. We were going to Rwanda. A team of us were going to Rwanda. Actually, we were going into the Congo. Thought we were, but strange things happened there. But we had a 14-hour layover in England, and... Um, wouldn't you know if the Lord would put us right there at St. Paul's Cathedral? Strange things would begin to happen. And people would started saying, Well, there's Lord so and so's car, and there's oh, there's the Queen of England's car. She drives up. And they line up on the steps of St. Paul's Cathedral because it was a high and holy day, and the trumpeters were there, and we watched the, the queen ascend those steps. One lady said, I've been here for years and I've never got to see the Queen. I'm just telling you, favor is not always fair. But I'm glad the Lord put us there at a moment when we could witness something so amazing. COVID happened during our lifetime. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to forget about that. But it impacted us impacted a lot of people and i'll also say that what we are here today remembering happened 21 years ago and an awful day in the history of our nation a lot of things have happened and a lot of things happened to us as believers have just just finished reading job anybody read job lately but the Lord had to teach them something, had to teach him something so he could, be, so he could get finally a breakthrough. This is not going to last forever. I've come by to tell somebody that's almost at the point of bitterness of soul that if you'll seek the face of God, you're about to come through this thing and God's going to give you more than what you went into it with. If that's, all you, if that's all I have to say today, then let that suffice because God says, you're so special to me that I don't want you going through what you're going through, but I'm, I, you're going through what you're going through so that I can't destroy you, but that I can develop you. Praise God. I'm ready for a breakthrough. We talk about revival. I tell people I'm a pastor by, nay, by day and by night I'm a revivalist. I, I chase after a move of God. was say, well, you don't need to be doing all that. Well, wherever God's moving, I want to find out where he's moving. I want to get there. You see, uh, Jacob had to go back to Bethel a second time. Sometimes, and when you read the Bible, there are places where we need to get back to. This is... Obviously, this place right here, this Assembly of God Church in, in Hector is a special place. God has done special things here in your life. He's got more things that he wants to do, greater things. The glory of the latter house could be greater than the former. People say, well, aren't you, aren't you worried about the church? Aren't you, do you think the church is on its last leg? <laughs> Read the book. He's coming after a glorious church without spot or wrinkle yeah. he's not done with the church the church is not going out in a, in a in a little whim not going out in a puff of smoke we're going out in a blaze of glory yeah. his idea was the church he's the head over all things in the church he's walking in the midst of the church he's doing miracles in the midst of the church he is coming back for his church Amen. Amen. so no <laughs> I'm not giving up on the church. We do live in challenging times. I'm not a, you know, I'm not the, some people think I'm the eternal optimist, but I, I, I do get it. I understand what's going on around me, but I'm not defeated by what's going on around me. And look at the history of this particular scripture in 1 Samuel. They are still in the period of the Judges. Don't you find it a little interesting right now and and and, and I, I this is not a political statement okay please I'm so sick of it aren't you? I'm so done with it Jesus is the head he is the he is the author and the finisher and I'm looking to him who began it he's also going to complete it but but isn't it interesting to you that right now, here's another thing that's happened. If you're, uh, if you were, if you were born uh, before what was it, seventy three of the Roe v. Wade, you've never lived in a world that's been that, that where Roe v. Wade was overturned. I'm telling you, the church needs to be speaking up, and speaking out. The Lord's against murder. Don't you find it interesting that the judges are having major impact on our, on our country right now and are scheduled to have more influence on our world, not for bad, but for good. I like the way you're shouting. <laughs> the Lord is working all things together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to His purpose, and God will work his work, he will do his work. It will be completed. Amen. He is not off track. It's not. It's not gone, It's not gone wild. Listen, God is working, Amen. but He's working in the midst of the church, over government, over education. Come on, over, over politics, over the church. Come on. Yeah. Amen. And we look at this portion of Scripture, and we see. That this was a time when the judges ruled. They had no king. They weren't like other, other nations. But here was the theme of this era. The people did what was right in their own eyes. They called good evil and evil good. They just did what they wanted to do. Is that not the mark of our world we're living in right now? What we need is revival. What we need is a move of God in our nation. Amen. That comes through breakthrough prayer. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, then I'll forgive their sin, then I'll heal, heal their land. Come on. That's the word. You see, what precipitates revival is repentance. Repentance. It's repentant. There's not revival coming. It's not revival to, to... We're not looking for revival of a nation. We're looking for revival in the church. Revival means something that once lived now is revived again. This nation is dead, lost without God in Christ. What we need is a revival by repentance, revival then comes to the church. When revival comes to the church, then it lays the groundwork for a great awakening in this nation. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that there's a great awakening coming to this nation, but it's not going to come until the church realizes we are so focused on ourselves and just as Hannah was so focused on herself that she began to turn that around and begin to focus it on a kingdom aspect and not on a Hannah problem. That'll be the same thing in our nation. What's this in 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 16 through 18? It says, "Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now." Uh, don't you find our society kind of bitter? Now, I, I'm I live just live on the outskirts of Little Rock, actually, North Little Rock. I live in North Little Rock, and uh, I'm I'm getting used. Well, I don't know that I'm getting used to this this traffic. Um, I had a guy come up behind me this morning. I felt the road rage begin to rise. It was a bitterness of soul right there, right there. Crisis was kicking in. And, um, but we're so, um, we're, we're, we're so quick to to get angry to get bitter you know what I hear in the church right now well I just don't know why God has done this to me why, why would God why would God do this to me uh, whoa, whoa hold on just a second God didn't do anything to you. I always want to say, wait, wait, wait. Isn't there another entity that you might be ought to blame other than God? He's called the devil. He's the one that's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Anybody on the Lord's side today? I'm on the Lord's side. She said, then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, the God of Israel. Rent you your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Well, I love that verse. I mean, he needs an answer to prayer. I mean, how many would like to have an answer to prayer today? You've been praying. I'm telling you, I need an answer to prayer today. I need, I need a breakthrough. There are some churches that need breakthrough. There needs to be a breakthrough in my family today. Anybody need a breakthrough in your family? There are, there are needs that are, that are at me today. But I can tell you, I believe that we're living in a time of the favor of the Lord. We read in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, for he says, In the time of my favor I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you now, that now moment, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. The Bible says, seek the Lord and he will be found. He said, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. You see, Hannah was married to a man by the name of Elkanah. Elkanah means God has obtained. I already can tell you that God has already obtained the answer and through his son, Jesus Christ. He is the answer. We talked about that. He's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. He's the bread of life. He is the Christ. He is the creator. He's our deliverer. He's faithful. He's true. He's the everlasting father. He's the great I am. He's the healer. He's the head over all things of the church. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's the just and the justifier of our faith. He's the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. He is light. He is love. He's the master. He's the Messiah. He's the name above every name. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He's our provider. He's our protector. He's our propitiation, my friend. He is our redeemer. He's our reconciler. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is truth. He is Yahweh. He is Zion's righteous governor. He is from A to Z of everything that we need. He's obtained. He has obtained. His death Bill and resurrection on the cross. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. He's got it all. It's proven in this that Elkanah, he had it all he had obtained. Hannah's name means a woman of grace or favor. Hannah is likened to the church. Hannah is exactly the example of the church that we we need right now. She was married to Elkanah who had the means, but there was a problem with Hannah. She was barren. There's a problem with the church at this very moment which we exist. We boast especially in Pentecostal circles where people feel with the spirit. <laughs> We're spirit-filled people. I heard uh, Ronnie Floyd on, uh, on this, this past uh, Thursday night or Wednesday night. He basically said to a of God people, a church of five, there was 550 people in that church on Wednesday night. And he said, you need to be filled with the Spirit. So what's a Baptist telling me what I need? But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, is that we boast of being filled with the Spirit, yet our churches are barren. Yeah. Oh. For a moment. the assemblies of God on any well, not just the Assemblies of God, but the church in general in Arkansas, there's 3.1 million people in the state of Arkansas. Any given Sunday, there are about 40%, and that's pushing it. In the over 5,000 churches, now that's all denominations. On so the 5,000 churches, there's only about 40% that, that's there. Yet there's 71% here in the state of Arkansas that says, I have an affinity to religion and to God. That's a margin of maybe 1.2 million people that says, You know what, if I had the opportunity to find out where there's life and where there's birth and when there's blessing, I would probably go to a church. We are on the precipice. We are on, we are right at the threshold of a move of God. And all we need is not to be barren anymore and cry out to God. We are barren. We, we want children. We want new birth in our church. We want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We want miracle signs, and wonders to happen in our world. All we need to do is say, God, acknowledge that we are barren. Acknowledge that we need revival. Acknowledge that we need need evangelism. Hmm. Pastor, you know the catchword in church today is this, discipleship. I'm grateful for discipleship, don't get me wrong. But that's whatever, but I don't hear anybody talking about evangelism. But evangelism really is Discipleship. When you look at the New Testament and Jesus' encounter with a with a Gadarene demoniac, the Gadarene demoniac wanted to go with Jesus. He said, "No, I got another job for you to do. Go tell your family." And when he went and told his family. The God and, and the presence of the Lord broke out in those ten cities of the Decapolis and revival was on. It's just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. That's what evangelism is. And that is what discipleship is really about. Have I had an experience enough? You see, our problem is, is we haven't had our own encounter with God. And what we need is an encounter with the Lord. When you look at the story, there came a point in this story and in the life of Israel that they needed more than what was happening. Hannah was married to a godly man, yet she was for years unable to have a child. While her counterpart, Paniah, had children and seemingly a wonderful life. There's a church, there's really a false church to me. A church that now has come to a place that says, you know, they have been boasting about their prosperity and their success, only to find out that that is just empty words. Success is just simply having enough to do the will of God. That's what success is. It's not about more homes. It's not about more cars. It's not about more money. It's simply coming to the point, just like Hannah did, there's something more than just having stuff. I, I am barren. My country is barren. My life is barren. I have no child. It was a disgrace for a woman not to have a child. But that wasn't wasn't the the, the crux of it. Watch this. They They lived with the idea that maybe, maybe I would be chosen to have that chosen child. Maybe I would have that child that would change the whole world. That's what they lived with. That's what they desired. Hannah Hannah desired a, a child, but she did not have one. But the reason she wanted a child is that she could change her world. She had the favor of God on her life. Listen, I want to say something to somebody here. Just because you're going through a rough spot right now doesn't mean the favor of God's not on you. You believed a lie from the pit of hell. If God be for you, who can be against you? The omnipresent God, the omniscient God, the all-powerful God, he's with you. And no enemy, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Hannah desired a change in her nation. You see, I'm concerned, and I'm talking to you like a pastor here. I'm concerned. We're in it to see what we can get from God. Well, you can read the story, and I, I don't. I so want to get to a moment of prayer that I, I, I'm going to skip a lot of stuff. So anxious to pray over somebody to get a breakthrough today. It's obvious in this story that when they would go annually to worship, you can read it in the first chapter, when they'd go to worship every year, Hannah got what she wanted. She would get, she would get more than Paniah got. But it's not about more stuff. Stuff never satisfies us, right? We just want more. It wasn't about having more stuff. It's about coming to the point that this stuff doesn't satisfy. What can we do to change a nation? What can I do? More so, what can I do to change my family? What can I do to change my church? What can I do to change my city? What can I do to change my county? I obviously have a great heart for the River Valley. Most of my ministry has been here in the River Valley. I have a great desire to see God move in this area. And he's promised to do so. How do we get to the point where things really do change? How do we get to that point Breakthrough. How did Hannah get through? I believe her life exemplifies what it means to have that kind of breakthrough. I think, first of all, it's her deep devotion to God. I wrote a book called Read and Read. Now, I'm not selling this book today, okay, so don't think I'm, as, you know, I know these guys that got their merchandise. No merchandise for you today. I'm simply saying that if you don't love the Word, I'm going to question your salvation. I didn't say you're reading it every day. You see, when I got saved, God changed my want to. I wanted to read. I wanted to go to church. I wanted to pray. Do you know when I when I started, Pastor? When I first started pastoring my first church, I didn't even know how to pray. I know that shocks some of you. Oh, my father in heaven, this guy didn't even, I was 24 years old. I was raised in a pastor's home. I know, I, now, now lay me down to sleep. All right? I knew the Lord's prayer, but I didn't really know how to organize my time in prayer. I didn't, An hour of prayer? You gotta be kidding. But thank God, I went to the school of prayer. By the way, I'm still in the school of prayer. And this book, "Read and Reap," is about my commitment to read the Bible through and what the Lord did to change my life. And if you want your life changed, read the book. There's where your deep devotion to God is. And and I'd be glad I've got a couple of books I'll give I'll give these away to somebody who say, you know what, I'm going to commit to reading the Bible through. And I read it through every year, but that's a part of the deep devotion to God. You say, well, I don't get up and there're angels singing every morning in my house. I don't get up every morning and 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 everything is just lovely and fine. But I get up every morning with a determination that I'm going to meet with God. I'm going to I'm going to read his word. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pray Psalms 91 every day. God is my refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore I will not fear. Come on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray Psalms 46 every day because nothing happens but in an answer to prayer. You see, you've got to have a deep devotion for God, and that's exactly what Hannah had. Maybe it's because she had a preacher's kid background. Maybe it, it, it's just because she knew she she knew a little bit about. Uh, maybe she had a, a, a Messianic mindset. And trust me, friend, they did live with this idea. And, and maybe you've not heard that concept before. But the barrenness was, was, was seemingly a curse if they couldn't have a child because they desired the Messiah to come. And maybe they would be the one to give birth. Deep devotion to God. I think there's a second key to breakthrough, and that's her intense prayer. I said already nothing happens but in answer to prayer. In fact, verse number 10 says, And she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed to the Lord, and wept in anguish. I mean, it, it's heartbreaking when, when you have someone always ridiculing you. I, I liken Paniah to the Old Testament. That's what Paniah is all about, the Old Testament, because it's, it's, a, it's a nagging realization of the sin in my life. It's always letting me know that you're in bondage and there's no way out. Come on. But thank God. Even in the Old Testament, in the very first word of the Old Testament, he is declaring the gospel message, the first Hebrew word in the, in, in the beginning. And no wonder Jesus said, I'm the beginning and the end, because I'm the answer I have before the foundation of the world. The gospel is being preached. She prayed. Her prayer was intense, as the Bible says, in bitterness of soul. And he said, Eli washed her mouth and Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli, though she thought she was drunk. When's the last time somebody came into our church service and asked what in the world's going on in this church? Oh, if we got so comfortable that nothing unusual happens? He said, My house will be a house of prayer. I think there's a third key to breakthrough, and that's her victory over the flesh. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 6 and 7, and her rival also provoked her severely. This is Peniah. to make her miserable. You know, there's a devil that wants to make you miserable. He wants to beat you down and beat you up every second of your life and think you're a worthless piece of trash and there's no way you're ever going to get through. But I'm glad we don't have to live by what's going on in our head. We go by what's going on in our spirit man. The Bible says it was year after year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Watch this, watch this friend. The closer we get to God, that voice will become louder and louder. But the only reason, listen, you're getting close to your breakthrough, and that voice gets louder and louder and louder. You're getting through. You're almost there to your breakthrough. Don't give up. You see, we understand, we overcome Panaya, her rival. Panaya's name means contracted. She was in it simply for the benefits only. That's the only reason Paniah was in it, just for the benefits. Hannah was not in for just the benefits. She was in it for the kingdom reasons. And the reason we don't get our prayers answered a lot of times is because these are selfish prayers. They're selfish. We must die to our flesh. You know how hard that is? Been on this diet for forever, a thousand years. You know how hard it is to give up some stuff that you really love? But the thing I found out is that Hannah was willing to fast. I know this is not a popular message here. But you know what? Until we break through that flesh, we'll never hear in our spirit what God is really saying to us. There's another way to victory and breakthrough, and it's because of her humility in the face of adverse circumstances. We have to humble ourselves in the sight of God. He says he gives more grace to what? The humble. I must hurry. We need a new love for the house of God. And I tell you, there are more things to come. Listen to this preacher this morning. There are more things that are going to come to challenge the church than ever before. They're going to challenge you, your commitment to the house of God. The house of God was not man's idea. This is God's idea. And there are more challenges coming. Can you imagine? I'm telling you, Hannah didn't want to go to the house of God, but she did out of obedience because she had a love for the house of God. The Bible says in in, in in 1 Samuel 1, 3, this man went up from his city yearly to worship the sacrifice at Shiloh. Also to the sons Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. He led his family to the house of God. Listen, those who are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. I could give you on and on. Let me just rush to... What happened when she got a breakthrough? Listen to this. When she faithfully followed these, these things, she got a breakthrough. She received a word from the Lord. This morning, you need to receive a word for the Lord. My family got put on notice this week. I won't go into it. But really, it's an attack on my family. It's an attack on my mother. The thing I want to do is I want to take care of it in the flesh. Nobody's like that. You're so saintly and godly, aren't you? But we got served notice this week. But the thing I'm going to do is I'm going to find a promise from God and I'm going to lay hold of that promise from God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment. I will condemn. For this is the, this is the heritage of the saints enlightened, their righteousness is of me, saith God. It's not, about, it's not about me. It's about the promise of God and I'm going to hold on to the promise of God. And she got a word from the Lord. Listen to what, what it says. Because when she prayed and cried out, uh, Eli, the priest said, go in peace and the God of Israel, grant your petition which you have asked of him. She received a word from the Lord. And this morning, I encourage you, receive a word from the lord then she began to act on the word by faith listen listen what it says she acted on the word her count the bible says that her countenance changed right there you know you always tell i talked to someone on the phone recently and i thought dear god sounds like you're i didn't say that i said dear god Sounds like you're dying. By the time we got on into the conversation, I thought, my father, she's resurrected. Because, you see, when we're focused on the negative and not the word from God, if we really believe the word of God, don't you think it ought to change us? Don't you think we ought to act? What is it? It's by faith. I'm, I'm walking not by sight. I'm walking by faith. I live by faith. Yeah. The Bible says her countenance changed. The, then it says her worship was no longer internally focused. Listen to what she said. Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies. What? I want to knock them out. Oh, I forgot I'm talking to a spiritual crowd here. Sorry. Sorry. No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you, nor is there a rock. Any, there, nor is there any rock. She hadn't even received completely her answer to prayer, but she was in a worship mode. And then she received her promise. You know what Samuel's name means? The Lord heard. I just believe this morning that some of you are going to go around all afternoon saying, Samuel, I got my Samuel this morning. The Lord heard me. Now watch, watch this. Revival came. One little gal got the focus off of her and on God. And God gave her a breakthrough. Now, watch, watch what God gave her. He basically, she prayed, got over her bitterness of soul. Somebody, listen, somebody in this place, I'm on assignment this morning. Some of this place has let this situation get to the point of almost bitterness. I don't know who you are in here this morning, but I just want to tell you I'm on assignment today. I didn't say you were a bad person. I'm just saying circumstances have got you to a place It's a dangerous place. But instead of letting it be a danger, let it be a, let it be a foundation, a stepping stone and not a stumbling stone. Maybe I should talk to somebody over here. God gave her an answer to prayer. He gave her a priest. He gave her a college president. That's education. He gave her really a, a judge, which is a government official. So he, so you see what he's doing here? He's take, Actually, he also gave, a, gave him a kingmaker and somebody who would bring a song back to the nation who would anoint David the great song leader of Israel. This is what God wants to do. He don't want us to be affected by the things externally. He wants what's happening internally to take care of the church, to take care of the world that's around us. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. and. Father, right now in Jesus' name. I know it's not by might or by power, it's by your Spirit. And Father, I'm just believing today that you have, since the very inception of this service an hour and a half ago, I believe your spirit has been working and drawing, and Lord, forgive me sometimes for getting in your way, but today, Lord, I believe that not only do you have something corporately for all all of us, but Lord, you have something very, very specific. for us as individuals. And I'm grateful today that you love us that much, you care for us that much. And I'm praying, I'm praying, God, we'd be bold enough, humble enough, desirous enough, dedicated enough, To submit ourselves to you. God, I'm grateful today that somebody in this house will say, they'll simply say, Samuel, he heard. He heard. And they'll begin to act, they'll begin to respond like Hannah did. The heads bowed for a moment here and I'm not going to take a lot of time but maybe you slipped in here and you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Him. Maybe you don't know Him. You see, if you've never come to a place where things really have changed in your life, if you've never come to a place where you want to change, and I just, I just ask you, have you had an encounter with Jesus? If you just raise a hand and say, you know, Pastor, I need a a life change. I need my want to to change. I I need to be born again. Would you just lift your hand anywhere in this place? Yes, yes. Anybody else? I just, I need a breakthrough in my life. I need a breakthrough in my relationship with Jesus. I need it. I want it. The next thing I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask. Is, you see, all morning long, the Lord has been seeking, speaking through either singing, or the Word of God, or through your pastor. And you're sitting here today, saying, "You know what? I, I could be that person. I've just been in bitterness of soul. I'm not a bad person, but I need a breakthrough in my life." there's something very specific. You'd say, there's something very specific I need a breakthrough on. Would you just lift your hand? There's something very specific. Yes, 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 yes.